All right. Happy Monday. Welcome back to Newsmax Daily for April 10th, 2023, also known as Easter Monday. The big egg roll happening at the White House this morning. It is the 100th day of the year, the sixth day of Passover, and the 20th day of Ramadan. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Great holiday, April 10th, marking the 157th birthday of the ASPCA. That's the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, founded on this day in 1866 in New York City. An organization that I think does great work, an organization that I support along with other local shelters. However, I do think that the CEO of a 501c3 not-for-profit organization should not make nearly a million dollars a year. You likely agree with me, so you don't have to send me any hate tweets or anything like that. But think of the work they do. Fantastic and important. I also often wonder if they were to move out of New York City, wouldn't they likely save money as well? Coincidentally or not, today is also National Hug Your Dog Day and National Siblings Day. If you have any, you should probably hug them too or give them a call, even if you're mad at them because life is short and you're probably mad at each other over something stupid anyway. I mean, really, think about it. National Siblings Day. Pick up the phone, your brother, your sister, maybe both. Be the better person and don't end up being sorry. Topping the weekend headlines, former Attorney General Bill Barr and former Trump ally Chris Christie both slamming President Trump during TV appearances over the weekend. And China began military drills over Taiwan after warning the U.S. and Taiwan about meetings between House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and uh, other lawmakers with the Taiwanese president last week in California. We spoke about that back on Friday. I am the Speaker of the House. There's no place that China's going to tell me and where I can go or who I can speak to, whether you be foe or whether you be friend. You may recall the same thing happening after a similar warning from China last year when then House Speaker Pelosi went to Taiwan. We get more from America right now with Tom Basili. It was the delegation's third overseas stop after visiting Japan and South Korea. China now beginning military exercises near Taiwan and sanctioning some of U.S. interests. As a result, former Super Bowl champ, now congressman from the great state of Utah, Burgess Owens, is with me to discuss. Congressman, good to see you. Thanks for being here. Um, my pleasure. Good, good talk with you. Looking forward to this, my friend. So uh, just set the stage here for us, uh, because I think a lot of people, when they when we hear Taiwan, Taiwan, uh, they have the basic question. Why is Taiwan vital to U.S. interests? Well, it's the, it's, it, it, it reflects our culture, reflects the idea of freedom. We're an innovative state. I was just there on Christmas time with some of my colleagues. It's a beautiful, uh, beautiful country. And it's, it's very obvious that uh, China, China being the bully they are, uh, like to steal other people's dreams and, and efforts. That's what they do. Uh, I, I'll say this, though. I'm, I'm really proud of the the. Um, the group that went to uh, uh, to meet with the Taiwan, Taiwanese president, with uh, with our leader, it shows the courage that America needs to, to show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's actually what's very refreshing. We, we're tired of cowardice. We're tired of putting our tails between our legs and running running away like we did in Afghanistan or or, 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 or not dealing with the balloon because we're afraid of what China might do or not dealing with the, the, the border because of what China might do. We're looking for yeah. courage. 
So I'm excited about yeah. that for sure. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy becoming the most senior elected American official to meet with a Taiwanese president on American soil since diplomatic relations began with Beijing. Congressman, is it time to move on from the one China policy that has been used to sort of placate the CCP for decades and finally fully support Taiwan's independence? It's absolutely, absolutely time. It's time for us to stop placating China, period. They're not our friends. They're enemies. And they do everything they can to subvert who we are. They are the, actually the antithesis of who we are. We believe in freedom, and they believe in slavery and, and, uh, and, and theft. Uh, their culture, I mean, the com culture of communism is everything that we stand against. So, yes, it's time for us to stand up for our friends, those who love freedom, and show everybody around the world that we're going to stand for them and with them in every way, in every way we can. And I would hope that, uh, that Biden would go ahead, President Biden, go ahead and send them the, the armament that they've already paid for. Uh, let's get on the ball here and not be uh, laggards like they've been in the past and show weakness. So it's time for them to, to, to be ready for anything that comes at them. We can help them, help them do that in, in, in a lot of different ways. Utah Congressman Burgess Owens on America Right Now with Tom Basile, one of the many fantastic weekend shows on Newsmax. Meanwhile, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham says the United States should consider sending troops to Taiwan and to increase training for Taiwanese forces. Graham also suggesting blocking oil shipments to China from the Middle East, which would be very aggressive. Although Graham says he doesn't want to start a war. Author of The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War, Gordon Chang, has more from Wake Up America Weekend Edition. Gordon, thank you so much for being with us. What do you make of these House speakers meeting? It was absolutely essential for the Speaker of the House to show support for Taiwan. And this was a bipartisan effort that went out to the Reagan Library and met President Tsai Ing-wen. You know, China is always going to huff and puff. They've now got these military drills that are bracketing the main island of Taiwan. Um, China has threatened to interdict ships in international water. Um, but the United States just needs to stand firm. Um, this is aggression, pure and simple, on the part of China, and we have to resist it. I know the Biden administration is hesitant to anger China. But this is a militant state, the Chinese militant state, and you know, we don't really have a choice but to defend our friends. No, China is announcing that it is combat ready and it's surrounding Taiwan. Could we see an invasion this year? Anything is possible, Lydia. Um, the odds are that there won't be an invasion. But I think that if a war starts, it won't be because of an invasion. It'll be because of some accident. China is engaged in some very dangerous intercepts uh, in the air in the South China Sea in the, in, and also in the vicinity around Taiwan. One of those could go wrong. China right now, you have a core of generals and admirals who want to go to war. They know they shouldn't. This is also true of the political system. But when you have that situation, as in Japan in the 1930s, bad things always happen. Gordon Chang on Wake Up America Weekend Edition with Lydia Serrani. You love Wake Up America with Rob Finnerty and his team Monday through Friday. Be sure to stay informed with Wake Up America Weekends, 7 o'clock Eastern, both Saturday and Sunday. And former Attorney General Bill Barr, Fred Flintstone, appearing on ABC's This Week Sunday. And today, as we get back to business, everyone seems to be talking about what he had to say about his former boss, Donald Trump. The president, unfortunately, has a penchant for 
uh, engaging in reckless and, and self-destructive behavior that brings these kinds of things on him. Barr addressed the many cases against the president, past and present, of course, including last week's indictment on 34 felony counts. I think it's an unjust case. That's not to say that uh, every uh, legal challenge that the president faces is unjustified. One of the cases he thinks is justified is the Mar-a-Lago document case. He says that could become more of a problem for the president. And then he went on to say this. Ultimately, the savvy Democratic uh, strategists know this is going to help Trump and they want him to be the nominee because uh, he is the weakest of the Republican candidates, the most likely to lose again to Biden. Yabba dabba doo! And that, of course, is the soundbite that many other news networks are focusing in on this morning. Similar comments from Chris Christie as well. A similar comment, I should say, about the president being the only Republican that Biden would be able to beat coming from Chris Christie as well on ABC's This Week. Meanwhile, in the wake of the Trump indictment, legal experts continue digesting and dissecting that case. Former federal prosecutor Doug Burns on Saturday report. 34 felony counts. Why so many counts? Uh, what is the strategy there? And also, what do you make of this stretch to give this sort of evasive, if you will, uh, felony counts, 34 felony counts? And in fact, the leak came out that it was 34 felony counts. That's a felony, the leak. Do you think Bragg's <laughs> office is ever right. going to look into that? John and I are like, no, that ain't going to happen. Your thoughts, Doug? There's no strategy whatsoever. When I was in the Department of Justice, we were specifically told, if you have a case, break it down into two or three counts. I did huge narcotics cases. I charged a couple of counts, two or three. This was absolutely ridiculous. And it, it was completely disingenuous and caused much of the world to say, uh, one interviewer asked me with a straight face, can you believe he's charged with 34 different crimes? No, 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 no. This is one set of facts. Okay, they sliced it into 34 to mislead everybody. It's totally outrageous to do that. You know, of all the different pet peeves we've developed over, you know, decades and decades, that's one of the biggest ones, uh, along with superseding indictments. That's another seminar. But so the 34 counts, please, all, all the viewers, everybody, place no stock in that whatsoever. This is one count of a person paying money to somebody who was extorting him. And the crime is listing it as a legal expense. That's the serious criminal misconduct. It's a misdemeanor. It's got a two-year statute of limitations, which has long expired. And ratcheting up to a felony is legally laughable. That's former federal prosecutor Doug Burns on Saturday Report with Rita Cosby, who also spoke with one of Donald Trump's many attorneys, Jesse Bunnell. Well, yeah, Rita, and thank you for having me today. You're exactly right. This isn't something that we do in the United States of America. We don't have secret charges and try to uh, make people guess as to what they're really uh, charged with, what they really have to confront as far as the evidence against them. But we all know what this is. This is the fact that Alvin Bragg has no case. He has no case at all. Um, legally speaking, there's been articles written very recently by a, a current member of the Federal Election Commission explaining that there is absolutely no case at all from a campaign finance perspective, which is the only way that, you know, Al Alvin Bragg can even try to cobble together a case. We know factually he's relying on um, the, the word of a known liar, uh, Michael Cohen. Um, there's 
there is so much wrong with this case um, that it belonged nowhere near a courthouse. It should have never been presented to a grand jury. But we all know that this is because Alvin Bragg wants to politically go after the front runner for president of the United States, for the, actually for the entire country now, for the Republican uh, ticket and the biggest um, uh, challenge to, to Joe Biden that's out there. And, you so know, Jesse, too, he rode on get Trump. I mean, yeah. he campaigned on it. He's right out there saying that was his priority, not get the bad guys off the streets of New York. I mean, it, it's an amazing irony. Uh, doesn't that help also on the defense of it, that you could essentially say this is a guy who clearly made that his mission? Oh, it should. It's a, it's a clear case of uh, prosecutorial misconduct and selective prosecution. Um, you know, as I've, I've said, it's uh, one of these instances now where Republicans want to prosecute criminals and, and Democrats want to prosecute Republicans. It's absolutely unacceptable for someone to uh, run for office for prosecuting, using our criminal justice system to prosecute a political opponent. Attorney Jesse Bennell on Saturday report. Last week, I featured an interview that Eric Bowling had with former NCAA swimming star Riley Gaines. I, I hope you heard that segment. She spoke out about an ESPN Women's History Month piece. Last month, March, was Women's History Month. It featured trans swimmer Leah Thomas. Thomas competed on the Penn State University men's swim team for three years and then transitioned, if you will, to the women's team, where he, now a she, shockingly broke records and won a women's national championship. Well, ever since that interview, Riley Gaines has been under attack verbally by the trans community and some in the media, and now Gaines was physically attacked assaulted while speaking at San Francisco State University, where she was invited to speak on her views opposing the inclusion of transgender athletes in women's sports. On Saturday, Riley Gaines spoke with The Count on Newsmax. Will you be pursuing legal uh, charges against these folks? Uh, you know, this university didn't protect you. Uh, these folks physically harassed you. Uh, what's next for you? Will you be seeking justice uh, in a courtroom? I will. Um, I was held against my will for three hours. They were demanding money from me if I wanted to make it home safely. That is extortion. That is kidnapping. That is holding someone for ransom. Um, and it was baffling that the police were not able to, in this three hours, allow me to safely exit the building. It was baffling that the dean, the dean of or yeah, sorry, the dean of students was there and did nothing. Um, I will be pursuing legal action. Uh, finally, Riley, is the tide starting to turn on all of this? I mean, are people starting, starting to finally understand? I mean, folks like you, you know, you were a college girl who just wanted to swim uh, against other women to see how the best you could be. Uh, and then you have men who are trying to come in and usurp, you know, titles from that you've worked your entire life for, are you starting to see uh, any kind of cultural shift? Are we, are we at least getting to an edge where we can start to see maybe down the road people come to their senses on all of this? Absolutely. Eyes are being opened, and it's because of events like the other day. They're seeing how the opposing side to this reacts, um, the violence that they're using. They're seeing that um, our side is... Um, rooted in sanity, rooted in common sense, rooted in science. People, I think initially a year ago, 
two years ago when this all started coming to light. They saw it on a one-off basis, but now they're seeing how this is harmful specifically to women and children. Former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines, it's no surprise, unfortunately, that she was attacked. But to hear her say university police and the organizers of the event at the university did nothing and that she was basically extorted for money is beyond amazing. It's just stunning. Again, this at San Francisco State University. Stunning what's going on in the United States of America in so many ways. And did you see this at Rutgers University? More than 9,000 professors have decided to go on strike today. It's the first strike in the 256-year history of the university. Again, that speaks to what is happening in the country today because this has never happened in 256 years, threatening to shut down classes at all three Rutgers campuses, which is impacting more than 67,000 students today. And in Nashville, city council is going to hold an emergency meeting today to vote on reinstating Justin Jones. He's one of the two African-Americans kicked off the Tennessee House last week for joining protesters of gun violence on the floor after the deadly shooting at a private Christian school. Jones and Justin Pearson were voted out. Gloria Johnson, a white woman, escaped expulsion by one vote. You remember the story. All three of them now have been invited by President Biden to visit the White House. And other than the annual Easter egg roll, which took place at the White House this morning, President Biden has nothing scheduled on his calendar today. Don't forget, Newsmax TV is available on most major cable systems, including AT&T, Comcast, Xfinity, Spectrum, DirecTV, Dish, and many others, as well as platforms like Amazon, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, and others. And make sure you get the Newsmax app on your phone. It's where you can watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime. Thank you, as always, for listening to Newsmax Daily. I appreciate it. I'm Tony Marino. I'll see you right back here tomorrow. And in the meantime, my friend, keep fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.